to Different Gravy, Not Just Another Sheffield Wednesday podcast. I'm one of the hosts, Richard Miller. My co-host, well, 60 games played, 105 goals scored, 2.1 points per game in the league, the longest unbeaten run in club history, the most clean sheets, most away wins, the greatest comeback of all time, and the last gasp winner at Wembley. This season has been a beast. Breaking it down is sure to be an elephantine task. The old adage goes, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So, my friend and co-host, I say to you, use the forks, Luke. You're... How are you doing today, Luke? I'm doing well. I'll make a point to use the forks, including, I like you said forks, that like there are multiple forks to be used. Yes. It's yes. just so big. Can you just have one set of cutlery? No. No, you need multiple types of forks. <laughs> and... I think I've shown great restraint in getting this far into the history of the podcast without resorting to a, a Star Wars pun of any sort. I think that's... Did I tell you, like, some, I was in a work call with another guy who's also named Luke, and I think he did a I Am Your Father Luke to really? me. And I'm like, but your name is Luke as well. Well, that's weird. It was weird. It was very weird. That's very strange. Hmm. Um, well, yes. Hmm. Uh we've we've it's a long time since we've done this we're out of uh we're out of practice but i think we need to put ourselves on a bit of a news footing breaking who's at the time of recording uh breaking who who's in that at, at the time of recording at the time of recording um in that we we've got the retained list yeah we're doing this uh, just shortly afterwards right yeah hot on the heels of the celebration the uh champagne and whatever beer this the the beer of of the moment seems to be this madri beer that seems to be the popular choice with the wednesday players uh but the taste of that sweet sweet beer and champers in there still in their in their mouths uh they mm-hmm. these players have received the news that they won't be part of the next step of the journey and some players have are going to be part of the journey that maybe we didn't expect. How wh- how do you want to tackle this? Do you want to go through like the sections of who we've yeah, kind we of which which categories people fall into? That might be the thing. We'll, we'll, we'll follow it. We'll follow the the the, the layout of the uh, the official site, the official announcement. So we had the released players uh, released on the expiry of their current contracts. Will be Dennis Adeneran, Jaden Brown, Sam Durant. Ryan Galvin, Ben Hennigan, Jack Hunt, and David Stockdale. Mm. Would you want to pick off first from that smorgasbord? Oh, wow. Well, there's a lot to get into. I mean, probably the biggest surprise for me was I thought, I, I think I'm I'm definitely not alone here. I think this has been something of conjecture among many a Wednesday fan. Um, I think we all thought Ben Hennigan was here for another year. Yes. Yeah, I was. I didn't know it was just a single year deal. It's a bit of a strange one. Yeah, in fact, my write up was done prior to that, so I'll either oh, keep nice. that in. I'll either keep that in, or maybe you maybe can reference that. Reference that when we get into it. So I'm not surprised with Jaden Brown going, Sam Durant and Ryan Galvin, youngsters, obviously. Yeah. Um, I I didn't know Stockdale was here for a year as well. I mean, I I'm less surprised there. I think he made a quite a. I, well, I think in interviews he's been pretty clear about the fact that he's he, he's got one last year and he wants to win 
he wants to get us promoted. I think he was quite early early doors. He was fairly uh, candid in in that uh, being his his mission, as it were. Um, but I think probably we've heard less from him as he's not the not been the first choice for the second half of the season. Uh, I do sort of feel like his body's given up on him. Unfortunately, I think um, we made a timely switch to to big can and. Uh, when he was shuffled back into the pack, I don't think that was helpful uh, mm. necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's obviously been a great character. There was some talk of whether he would stay around in a coaching capacity, but we do have a coach that uh, Darren Moore's worked with at a previous club as in in Adrian Basso. So I don't, I don't know that there's necessarily a vacancy to fill uh, in that regard. Yeah. Um, but he's certainly been a great character to have around the club. Um, I th- yeah, I, I think you're right. There's no real surprise with Jaden Brown, although he's played his part towards the tail end of the season. No, a surprising extent, but uh, yeah. not. He doesn't feel irreplaceable in any way. And no, I I feel sad for him. Maybe that he hasn't had more of an opportunity to play. I mean, I feel the same way about Ben Hennigan, but obviously he's been ravaged with industry with injury. Mm. You know, Jaden Brown was essentially poor in his main kind of role that he was yeah. kind of brought in for. But then, yeah. you know, all right, in the kind of deputizing at centre-back, considering yeah, surprising. A, lot of, a lot of players who have, you know, taken that leap while we, you know, keep keep going with a 3-5-2. Maybe it's just not that hard to play in a, a three at the centre-back. I think being the middle guy is a unique t- task, but maybe it's just maybe it's just quite easy. Maybe I could do it. Maybe so. Maybe so. I mean, bad, I obviously do really badly, but maybe I could mm. do a turn. Um, I think, sadly, again, not uh, not unexpected, but um, sad to see him go. Jack Hunt, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, or Jackie Hunt. Uh, he's been a tremendous player for us. His penalty, his cool as you like penalty to kind of seal the deal against Peterborough mm. will live. Very, very, very long in the memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think this season overall for him has been pretty forgettable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which is a shame because he's had his issues as well, injuries and the virus and things. And you don't know what might have been if those things hadn't happened. But uh, he was really good last year not and not so much this year. Mm. I think not particularly surprising to see him disappear. Adeneran's an interesting one. Yeah, very much so. I mean, that's the uh, that's uh, you know, Hennigan is is uh, a surprise just because of the nature of how we felt this would kind of fall. Yeah, yeah. And Adoniran is um, just surprising seeing that like for quite a chunk of time. You know, he seemed very much like felt very much like a um, yeah, like a like a very promising youngster. You know, coming in, coming in, like a signing made at the right time. Someone who yeah. had, you know, had a had a great first season, though rattled with some kind of bad injury woes, mm-hmm. and then really kind of hoping and thinking and bringing promising into this year, but it's just not happened at all. A mixture of poor form and injury as a result. Yeah, because I, I remember it being something of a. I mean, we always get told that they could have gone to X, Y, and Z levels of football when they signed, but I, I do remember feeling like it was something of a coup to have mm-hmm. gone a gentleman when we signed him. 
Um, there were other people interested, other teams interested. I think, unfortunately for him, injury-wise, it's not looking like an unfortunate thing that he's injured for most of the season. It's looking like he's always injured. Yeah, yeah. Because he was a... What a tw- like, I can't... They, Everton spent a lot of money on him, didn't they? They did, and wasn't he one of those who, like... An to 12 million or something like that. And he was also one who, like, I think they stuck with pretty long into, you know, a similar deal of thinking about sticking around with, you know, us sticking around with Cameron Dawson. You're sticking around with Academy products until they're a very well, well-developed well adult. Yes. Like, I think he was, like, 23, 24 when they kind of finally set him free, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's only 24 now, so I think he was Oh, 20. forgive me. But it, it was it was... Yeah, it wasn't definitely like an 18, 19-year-old. No. No, he'd 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 been given he was old enough to not be a, a youngster, considered a youngster anymore. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not I'm blanking on the fee, so it might have just been four million, but still that's not nothing, you know, it's a decent chunk of change. It's a decent um, chunk of change, yeah. But yeah, the fact of the matter is, you know, he played once for Fulham, he played eight times over four years for Everton. Um, he did play a few games for Wickham. He played 21 games. He's only managed 18 or and 22 games for us. Like, he's barely managed half a season yeah. at any point in his career. Yeah. And it's, it's starting to look like he is just a permanently injured player rather than someone who gets unlucky with the odd injury. Mm. Um, so that, I think that's a totally sensible decision to let him go. Although... There was promise there, and there's some there's there's glimmers, um, but I just I think we've spent too much time and money on players that we we hoped for the best from, and it just hasn't worked out, and we don't need to add another to the list. It, it is one of those things where you sort of think we've been criticised, and to some extent, part of the story of the season is how old the squad is. But it's interesting to note. You know, we've signed promising youngsters in Adonira and Brown, Delhi Bashiru to an extent. And it's like none of them have particularly shone. All of them have had injury problems. Mm. And you counterbalance that with some old pros who've actually barely missed. Then Marvin Johnson comparatively has missed an awful lot less football, despite the fact he's 30 than mm. someone who's 20 it's not a youth is not a given that it's going to be a, a nice rosy situation when it comes to to injuries i suppose is what i'm saying yeah uh, someone who's got a, a history of playing 30 40 games a season and has done it for 10 years yes they're coming towards the end of their career but it also means that they've shown they can do that whereas youngsters you're just hoping they can make that step up and they're not going to be a perma broke person mm-hmm. um so then the list of people... I mean, anything about Sam Durant? We didn't see anything off, really, did we? He he was on the bench a lot, but didn't. I think he played five minutes of football all season. Pretty um, much, yeah. Uh, Galvin we've seen more of. Galvin we've seen more of. Galvin's been talked more about as... Um, just because, you know, coming into a left-back position is something which is, is kind of rare for Sheffield Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So almost to the point of, like, you know, fans have clamoured for maybe... Maybe he's someone who could develop and kick on. Yeah, but uh, it will happen elsewhere if it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I think he played a fair amount of football this season out on loan. So hopefully, you know, he's gonna he's gonna be a professional footballer wherever. It's just uh, 
probably not a championship level one, uh, I, I would think. Um, so then we move on to the we've got players who we've exercised an options on an option on to retain, mm-hmm. um, which I think is interesting here because I think there was a lot of talk of oh we need to secure players X Y and Z and turns out we already kind of had the, at least the next year for for a lot of them yeah uh, so Ban- Barry Bannon George Byers mm-hmm. Lee Gregory Dominic Iorfa Liam Palmer and Josh Windass most contentious should we just grab it from the top of the pile there and talk about let's, Dominic let's, let's yes yeah <clears throat> it was one of the few players we had a bit of uh not a disagreement but we weren't exactly on the same page in terms of uh, Dominic Iorfa when we talked mid-season mm. um more about his next move I mean we were both on the same page that he was probably going <laughs> and it was just more about you know what 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 would his career look like afterwards and I think I was more on the positive side that I thought I, I thought his issues were more kind of mental than physical I think he's still a very good athlete it's but and I could see him sort of turning things around at a new club um you were less <laughs> convinced which I think is totally a fair read um have your opinions changed any how do you feel about him signing on for another year um particularly a level up not to get into it too much just because you know we're doing this preamble for getting into the player reviews it's changed mildly i i don't feel as i don't feel as upset about it now at this stage of the season than i would have at the halfway stage i'm still a little surprised i'll be honest um like this it's not like I don't know, because, I mean, you know, we'll get on to the next chunk of players who are new contract yeah. offers. Yeah. I think for the sake of this, retaining him for one more year is fine. I, I'm not, it, yeah, it's it's the, the least excited of the, <laughs> yeah. of the what, six, six players we've exercised options on here. I, I think he's shown in the second half of the season. I think he's, I, I think, you know, to kind of, we, we're a bit school- schoolmasterly were in this uh <laughs> these these ratings anyway and i think to kind of borrow that a, a kind of phrase that a that a uh might you might see on a school report i think he's kind of pulled his socks up a bit second half of the season i think he's whether that's a kind of come to jesus moment of um this is a great club and i'm lucky to be here and i should do what i can to stay here or whether that's just a wider just getting a bit better about being a professional or whether it's mental who knows you know we've we've heard a lot about the impact that the club psychologist has had on players but i think there's been a marked improvement but i also yeah. think by and large what he's been able to show is he can play the right side of a three as long as he's got a commanding a bit like tom lee's if he's got a commanding leading presence next to him he will be able to do the sweep up job very very well because he's still rapidly quick he's when he uh we took um you you talked about um reese james's finish in the peterborough game having like the lack of time almost helped in that regard because there's nothing you can do but the right thing and what that's what that's when die off dominic i shines is die i've just called him um which (laughs) hopefully not a new nickname that sticks um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah when he when it's like actually i've got to you know i've got a motor after this person and cut snuff this chance out it, that's when he shines it's when he's got the time to think and look around and dally 
that the ball goes under his foot or whatever. <laughs> he's 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 so he's much better when he's in the moment and doesn't have time to ponder things too much. Um and so yeah, I'm I can see why we were giving him another year because he would cost money a fair bit of money to replace, I think. And there's the potential there for him to be a very useful character as long as we get the middle. How many times more almost more so than center forwards? How many times have we been sort of talking about getting the middle guy in a centre-back pairing or the big guy in a centre-back pairing right over the years? It's been a common, <laughs> a very common trait. Common narrative thread, yes. Um, so Bannon, obviously no... And, not, no. and also seemingly also triggered by himself, right? I think it was triggered by appearance. Yes, that's what he told us, yeah. And, and Palm said the same thing. Right, okay. Um, when he was interviewed afterwards, he said, oh, there's a certain number of appearances and I hit that weeks ago. Um, is there anything there that... So do, Byers, the injury side of things is the only question mark with Byers because he's a wonderful footballer when he's on the, on the pitch and hugely influential. But I, but I think in this... I think in this instance, Rich, like it, it's it's a lot stronger to say we've exercised options, we've taken that option for another year on those terms, yeah. rather than, hey, we're giving you, we're offering you a new contract. A new four-year contract or whatever, yeah. because yeah, then there's a question about, like, well, because I'm in the market for a new deal, I'm wanting something more longer term and something more yes. stable for me and my future and my family, if he has a family, you know, yeah, for himself, essentially. And Windass probably falls into that bracket as well. I think so too, yeah, and I think... I mean, especially like l- let's think about Windass. How long have we had Windass for now? Years. Um, uh, it's uh, <laughs> um, that's a good question because when did he arrive? I'm trying to think which manager he arrived under. Was, was he under Monk? I think was he first season of Monk. I think so. And then he was he was alone, wasn't he? And then he yes. was a permanent yes. signing. Yes. So he joined us on loan for the remainder of the 2019 to 2020 season on the 31st of January 2020. So effectively, he's been, yeah, he's he's a pre-COVID Sheffield Wednesday yeah. footballer. Wow. From the before times. From the before times. So he must have done a three-year signing and then obviously option of another year. Yeah. I think that's fine for who he is and how old he is. Now he's 29. This forthcoming season will be... You know, 2024, it'll be turning 30. I think that's fine. I think it gives us an interesting kind of question. I mean, effectively, you know, probably, I, I don't know if we, we knew what he signed. I think it was, I think it was the best part of a million, right? Or something along those lines. Yeah, it was a, it was a chunk of change. Definitely. It was it a was chunk a... of change. And I mean, I, I'm glad to have him in that situation following the season with something to kick on and prove himself again in a, you know, in a kind of proper championship season for Sheffield Wednesday, mm. coming into that year being 30. And also because we, yeah, because it, it feels like we kind of need to because, yeah, we paid a fair chunk of change for him. Yeah. And he is, he's been, he served his role rather well this year. I and mean, he's frustrated, mm. us, but he's been, you know, it's been a solid team set up. And then the ma- we're asking, Bannon and Windass to produce bits of magic. And I think Windass has done that often enough to be quite pleased about him staying on for another year. Uh, and again, he's had a customary sort of timeout injured, which seems to always be the way. But 
much less than normal for him. And hopefully that's a sign that he's kind of mm. got some of the tables behind him. Um, the only person we haven't spoken about, oh, well, well Liam Palmer, I'm guessing there's no quibbles there. No quibbles with Liam Palmer. No, that's that's absolute fantastic news. I didn't even didn't even know he was coming out of contract. Honestly, no, I didn't. Like I said, really. I but you know, obviously, it makes timing sense in terms of in terms of contracts and when he last signed. So yeah, yeah. Um, so so the only one we haven't spoken about on that list yet is Lee Gregory. Lee Gregory, who it, it felt like it was you know being like, well, he, he seems to talk about you know I want another year. Yeah, I mean for a player who is. Let me see here. Isn't he turning 35 very, very shortly? He's, uh, yes, August. August uh, birthday. Um, so he's, 20, he's 34 now. 26th of August will be his, his birthday. I think for him and for his kind of, you know, his career and what he's done, I think I think it's fine for another year for him. I think it makes sense. I think we'll get some mileage out of him. It just depends how much mileage we get out of him. I mean, I guess the problem is like this year's been a weird one because definitely last year, you know, as the Chan goes, you know, he's our striker, he's our number nine. Mm. He's been a pivotal focus, a target man in kind of more ways than one, effectively for Wednesday. I, I think the disappointment from this season with Gregory is it's not it's not been a continuation of last season. No, but the, he's had a more in and out like I think that there was some statistic about what he'd done, his goal involvement over the like the last yeah. the, the e run, um, and it was pretty staggering to be fair. Mm. Um, but and most of the time he's been coming off the bench this season. That's I think weirdly for him he's he's had a season where he's probably been fit more often than not, and not always been picked. Um, mm. Patterson up top with favoured Smith over him more more often than not. Um, but 16 goal involvements, as the kids talk about, 11 goals and five assists. Not not a bad t- uh, turnaround. No, it is, it's pretty decent. It's pretty decent. I mean, not to the tune of, you know, 16 league goals the previous season. not the same as last year, definitely. But uh, yeah, definitely. I definitely think he has some value to give to Sheffield Wednesday in the championship. It just It's, a, it's an interesting question of what it's going to be. I think it's fine to have a little bit of sentimentality because I, I think the interesting thing is for a lot of this, for a lot of these decisions, there's a fair degree of ruthlessness. Oh, yeah. And I, I mean, I'm I'm still kind of twisted. I if, I mean, we'll get into this with the player reviews, but I, I felt last time, last time around when Wednesday got promoted, I felt like the heart and the spine of that promotion winning team was dismantled all too quickly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But this time, I, I'm getting into what we will get into with the player ratings. We're just a far older team. Like I think it needs to be a, little, a touch more kind of drastic. I, I guess when it goes on, I'm curious with, well, maybe this is the segue to talk about who the new contract offers have been made to. Yes, okay. So, okay. Let's just go through these one by one. Okay. Fizeo Deli Bashiru, FDB. Um, I'm not happy with this but i i think i i know why we've done it though i feel like i understand that that is the rumor and i don't fully 100 percent contemplate when players are professional i mean it, it's it's been a hanging over him that he's been eyeing the exit door you know hilariously yeah so there seems to be a wee little nabbing of our pockets from you know seemed at the time you know the team who were at the time in the division above us, 
Blackpool mm. Football Club, yes. who are now hilariously will be below in the us. below us, <laughs> and also seemingly poaching Downs, our head yeah. of recruitment. That seems to be the yeah. rumor that seems to be going around. It seems to be happening, and it seems to be addressed with with more. I I I read the Delhi Bashiru offer as well. We have to in terms of to get compensation. We have we to have make an offer. His previous offer, his previous deal. Mm. So I, that's my presumption is what we've done is just matched his previous deal so that we get compensation when he goes elsewhere. Because I don't think we're that happy with him. I don't think he's that happy with us. So I'd be very surprised if this results in him playing football for Sheffield Wednesday next season. Um, yeah, I just yeah, hope that. Of it, I hope sorry. that that is. I really hope that that is the reason <clears throat> that it's being done. We, there are things yeah. we don't have visibility into, obviously. Yeah. But I just, yeah, I don't <laughs> want to. See, I do not want to see him at Sheffield. Like, I still feel like we're having the conversation around, like, oh, he's a great young talent. Like, I still feel there are people of that camp, the well, same people who, like, I think there was a collective. We're all losing our shit because we're starting the season, yeah. and he's starting the season like a house on fire, and agent talk is coming on. Yeah, and transfer talk. I'd love to know what. He is. He's he's an enigma wrapped in a mystery, you know, dripped in conundrum. In that, you can't fake what he did early on in the season. Those things are all real. You know, he's got. Mm. He can really strike the ball beautifully with no backlift. He's really quick and strong. He can must out muscle almost anybody. The deeply frustrating thing is he doesn't do it often enough and why doesn't he do it often enough uh and we still don't have any answers and we've watched him play football for three four years now um i, I won't be sad to see him go i under I, I i feel like this is just purely a mechanism of getting some money for him going and the time we've spent developing him um but it's i mean in a way it's just sad because he definitely could be really really good and maybe he'll go elsewhere and be really good but i'm sort of fed up of the experiment and we'll be glad when we don't have to deal with that frustration in a sheffield wednesday shirt we can just palm it off on somebody else um next up on that list is marvin johnson marvelous marvin yeah which i'm i'm really happy to see that we i really hope he stays honestly i mean even any kind of injury niggles and any kind of questionable like we'll get into it, but like, yeah, yeah. Johnson Johnson has just been fun. I don't know what we'd do without Marvin Johnson. No, no, he's 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 been tremendous. Um, again, goal involvement wise, uh, spectacular what he's he's managed to produce uh, for us. We uh, moving on from that. Sorry, quickly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No go. Patterson. Do we do we think he's going to stay? Do we? There seems to be the. The pipes of hearts, hearts of hearts of middle yeah. Albion calling. I don't know, I, and I also don't know how I feel about him if he does stay, um, mm. because at, at some level he's what he's that fan representative on the pitch, and I love him for it. He's yeah. so big-hearted, and but he's just kind of a big lummox, um, and. We've harnessed that really well occasionally, but I just, mm. it's hard not to look at him and kind of go, Oh, would you be better off here or would you be better off there? Because, like, <clears throat> his right back performance against Peterborough was terrifying. He was 
just a monster from right back, ran the whole game. The sort of performances he was putting in as a youngster at heart, ironically, um, you know, that, that that made so many waves. Um, but then you put him in that same position again against Barnsley and nothing much. Hmm. Didn't really do very much. Didn't put in the tackles. Didn't run the hard miles. Didn't uh, Made occasional hiccups when... He should have just dealt with things simply. You know, Cadden got in when he missed an interception and things. It's just a bit hard to know where he's at. Um, I wouldn't be, I'd be pleased if he stays. I won't be too brokenhearted if he goes. I, I think that sums it up perfectly. Yeah. 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 Um, so then we've got the the two loanees going back. We've got Aidan Flint and Reese James headed headed back to their clubs. Which, you know, interesting, like, I, as much as, yeah, well, I'll get into Aiden Flint later. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as I have not enjoyed Aiden Flint, I feel sad for the man, the nature of football, that effectively mm-hmm. he's going back to no club. Or well, that's, yeah. Because he has been released by Stoke, right? I think that's the it case. It already happened, yeah. It already yeah. happened, yeah, when the, when the normal season ended. Um, yeah, it's interesting because you you think, well, I hope that means we're not going to offer him a deal. Uh we'll 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 give we'll get to hit the assessment of his season, but I really hope that means we're not going to offer him a deal because presumably we'd say Aidan Flint has been offered terms to to join permanently in this situation rather than just he's gone back to his club because there's no club for him to go back to. It's uh, <laughs> it's it's an audio medium, but trust me, listeners, I've been shaking my head for the past the past really minutes. I'm SMDH over here. <laughs> uh, Reese James, I think at one point there was a bit of a rumor that he was his contract was up, but it's not. He's got another year. Um, and and I, he he mentioned he would, you know, I I'm sure he would be asked, and I'm you know, I'm sure as any football player who's been enjoying the time would say. Yeah. yeah, he wants to. He wants to stay, and uh, I. He went further I, than that, even didn't he? He sort of said he's fallen in love with the club. He's fallen in love with the city. You know, like he really, he's laying it on nice and nice and thick. Yeah, really laying that, buttering up that scum pretty, pretty, uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty savagely. The city. Yeah, I, I, I'd like to see. I don't know. I think. Yeah, I, I wonder if there's a situation. Of yeah, he does have another year. So looking at his Wikipedia, two years at Doncaster, James joined Championship Club Blackpool, the first of July, twenty twenty one, a three year deal. I'd I'd like to see him for. I'd I'd like to see him. I'd like to see us do a similar deal if we can do another season long deal. Yeah. If we just say to Blackpool, hey, we'll take his wages off your hands. Yeah, exactly. And I'll be like, he's out of favor there. Doesn't see a future. You know. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to see. I'd like to see him back for another season. That'd be nice. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm I'm absolutely on that same page. I've I've been a huge fan uh, of his work this season. So versatile, so useful, um, and there's that sort of glimmer as well. That actually, it feels like there might even be more to come still from him. Uh, that that Maybe. run he made and the goal that he took was was really fantastic. Um, I think the jobs he's done for the team have meant he's been pretty much a defender first and foremost but uh 
yeah, there's potential further up the pitch for him as well. So yeah, it be, it would be really nice to have him back. I I'm I thank Aiden Flint for his efforts, but I I hope we don't see him back in a Wednesday shirt. I I really really can't see that happening. I think there was like that mentality of looking at you know, I I mentioned I chatted to you. I said, hey Rich, Holly Dean's available now. <laughs> yes, I but it 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 yeah. We can get and see when we signed him and what happened there. But it just, I, I really, I really hope that we've got a bit more imagination to look at something. I think the comments from Moore is that we want to look younger. Yeah. I think that's the space where I don't think, I think with everyone else that we have, I think we need, I think we need younger. I think we need, we can't keep doing the, you know, the, uh, the elder statesman center back. Yeah. Can't, can't keep working out for us. I don't think it will. No. There's also there's just levels to it, isn't it? Like Ehekwe is an old elder statesman, but he's the right side of thirty, just about. We just thought like, about Iorfa. Yeah, yeah. Iorfa's yeah. getting on. Yeah. Also, like, like looking, like Patterson is getting on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, he's very much late twenties. He is. Yeah, twenty twenty eight years old. Uh, he'll be twenty nine in in October. So yeah, he's he's up there. He's up there. Um. Yeah, so should we get into the the ratings, rating all the players? Let's do it. Let's do it. Just double checking at Heckler's age as well. So yeah, so he's 30, 31 in uh 31 in November, end of November. So there you go. Uh so last time we did this, the mid the mid-season run, uh what we decided to do to uh, have a, a unique take on things was go uh, from the, the lowest squad number to the highest squad number and then back and forth um, and then meet in the kind of chunky middle uh, midsection mm-hmm. uh, with, the, with the likes of, of Smith and Bannon and things like that. Um, no, sorry, with the likes of, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we tend to do this over two episodes, so we will go. Uh, would you prefer, Luke? There's two ways we can do this. We can either go mm. up to up to Dennis Adenaran, or we can go up to Michael Smith. Where would you like to draw the line of today's episode? Let's let's end with Michael Smith. Okay, because we will also talk about Darren Moore at the end of the second episode. Beauty, love it. Okay, so first up is Roman Goal Threat, one of our own, squad number two, Liam Palmer. Do you want me to tell you what he got at the mid-season point? Or do you, or... Please do, please do. Give us... He, he, he achieved an A in our mid-season rank. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> so, Liam Palmer. With the last kick of the game in regular 90 minutes against Peterborough in the second playoff final, semi-final, Liam Palmer scored and his stock shot through the ozone layer. Rob O'Neill famously declared on commentary that we don't need Tom Cruise for Mission Impossible as we have Liam Palmer. This makes me wonder with a series of big-hearted but slightly repetitive and unimaginative chants about being one of our own that we need something new. I have an idea, Rich, I want to run past you and flesh out pacing around the piano while I attempt to write the next chant chart buster. So we mentioned Tom Cruise in the Mission Impossible series, and I think of Tom Cruise getting slated for bringing Jack Reacher to the big, big screen with his teensy frame. How about a new series of Jack Reacher-style books with the new charming northern hardman, Liam Palmer? I would call these books by his new character, Mr. Wednesday. <laughs> and we can write the fictional season about him and then make the films from his work, getting him to star in it. 
Nice. Everything he's given and then scoring an absolutely monumental goal that will live on in Wednesday's history. All of this gets him down for the moniker of Mr. Wednesday. And I hope that it somehow gets some traction going on the cop. Mr. Wednesday. He gets lifted through his actions to an A+. And a congratulations from Luke and Rich for just being our favorite thing about this promotion season. Absolutely. Absolutely. Love, love, love Liam Palmer so much. It's so... <laughs> it's so. It's been so heartwarming to watch his progression as a player. And honestly, even maybe as much as Bannon sometimes more than Bannon, I feel so confident when he takes control of the football. No matter where it is on the pitch, I feel comfortable when Liam Palmer has has the ball because I know he's going to do something thoughtful with it. And that could be a run, it could be a little short pass inside, or it could be a lofty cross-field pass because he's got everything in his locker. He has just become... It's... Players don't get better and better like they do on FIFA or Football Manager, but Liam Palmer does. <laughs> Amazing to see. You know, he's just suddenly added goals to his game on top of everything else. Um, and who knows next season? You know, he might be a, he might be a first-choice midfielder for us next season. <laughs> I mean, it, it's where we saw him. I mean, you know, like when he first kind of came out, came out kicking yeah. from the academy, and I remember that game, you know, he scored. Scored on was it a debut against MK Dons? One of That's his, right, yeah. well, I mean, for large parts of his career, you know, a rare Liam yeah, that Palmer. Was the, the goal. <laughs> that was the goal for a long time, and he could have scored a second, I think, in that game. But you know, mm. like those early kind of days of just kind of coming on and just you know, just going for those Hollywood Hollywood crossfield balls. You know, I've got a memory of like two or three of those that have lasted in my memory. Yeah, you know, but for Liam Palmer to to come into. Um, so just just think like it's just been like the thing we need for him as a defender, as a fullback, and then you know deputizing as a centre back, and and then almost to the point where I I feel like I I kind of want to see him more often than not in that centre back berth. Yeah, I think that the, the main thing we want is solidity, and he's been he's been that he's been that we've done yeah, this, yeah. such an aplomb, but then he has these moments where just. I think I, I mentioned, I think in a previous podcast, like, you know, he uh, unlocked the talent of wing wizardry, just yes. incredible on the wing. And then this, you know, we talked about last season, you know, roving golfer at Liam Palmer. Just, yeah. I, I just, I don't like, it's such an incredible surprise to have these strings to his bow. Yeah, yeah. I think that the thing is you wouldn't look and think about that. And then the man has scored. How many goals has he scored this season? You're asking the question. I'm asking the question. Who's who's pulling up on 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 wiki? Is it seven? Seven goals and two assists. Seven goals and two assists. Yeah, you just no, no, none of your Namby Pamby uh, pizza cup nonsense. None of your Namby Pamby pizza cup nonsense. Indeed, just just incredible, and it just it feels. It's it's even more sweeter when it's someone who you don't expect it from, and to do that yeah. with that level of consistency. Is phenomenal. He's he's just been he's just been an absolute wonder. The only thing was like so much of this actually I I, I did about three four weeks ago because we were doing and looking at the lens of again like I've said it feels like a preamble to say hey we didn't get promotion however and with Liam Palmer like the only negative I could think of Liam Palmer was like 
I think sometimes we've kind of wanted um, the only blade that it's one of the many, many, um, yeah. you know, prongs of his his gigantic many prongs, not tridents. It's got like nine of them. Four. It's, I think the one ready. that the one that works in forward, but sometimes goes and backfires on him. Sometimes it kind of goes backwards. It's yeah. just how adaptable he is. Yes. Because sometimes it was just like, I, I feel like other players are letting you down because we're asking you now to go in center back because yeah. it's a big, it's been a continual issue, despite the fact hilariously, you know, we've amassed so many yeah. clean yes. sheets and it's just been incredible. But yeah. there's there's been a kind of a rolling roll call of who's going to play center back that sometimes I've just been like, I, I, I get it. And thank you, Liam, for deputizing that. But I'm like, kind of wish I wanted you at right wing back. Yeah, yeah. I want him a right wing back every day, every game of the season. Honestly, I just but love he's his probably work first choice right wing back, first choice right sided centre back, first choice left sided centre back. <laughs> I get that, yeah. And then I mean, also there's a there's a certain tinge of that with like you know Jack Hunt hasn't been, yeah. Hunt has not been who no. who we thought he would be. No, not this year. Just just but... incredible. I mean, like I don't know. <laughs> I this is the first player we're getting into. Man of the season for me, uh, player of the season. It's hard to look past him, isn't it? It really. It's just everything. Everything in the narrative is just so perfect. Everything that he has given us has just been incredible. Like this, this feels like this. Everything needs to be like this is your season, Liam. Yeah, this is the season that you've done. This is yeah. what you've given to Wednesday. You've been. An academy product. You've been a Wednesday fan. You've come up through the ranks. We've got the pictures of like you know of your parents on the social media, like sharing pictures of you and just being so proud of you. Yes, <laughs> proud of you. I almost actually another note I did, which I deleted, was like I joked about being in this part of the world. Like I live, um, I can go up up north to Red Deer, yeah. which is a small hokey little Alberta town. And I always joke with Rich that, like, surely there's got to be a Kalen Lavery statue in Red Deer, because <laughs> who else is from Red Deer? Yes. Um, but I'm yeah. like, there's there's got to be, like, speaking of statues, yeah, got to be something, like, what else, what else is there in Worksop? Come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I, and actually, I as well, a real classy touch from a classy guy, generally, Um Bannon sharing the lifting of the trophy with him was, I think, testament to just how big and important Liam Palmer is to the squad as a whole, um, but also particularly this season, how how many moments he's made for us as as a player. Um, I know he's club, he's sort of uh, vice captain, isn't he? Anyway, but it's not always the case that the captain and the vice captain lift the trophy together. Normally the captain just does those, those honors. Um, and that was a really nice, yeah, really nice touch. Mm-hmm. Um, and well-deserved um, <laughs> to just, go from. I guess it's also a monumental thing that like there's, there's, there's been like, you know, a kind of obviously litan, litanary, a lit, uh, <laughs> a litanary, lit, ah, lit- litany of characters. Ugh. <laughs> you know, when you're kind of like, it's like, okay, do we have like the guy in the dressing room? Like it felt yeah. like when we didn't even do it, it felt a bit like we've got Samido in the dressing room. Yes. And it felt like a monumental thing. And I think we'll get on to, we'll definitely get on to maybe someone like Stockdale, who's maybe yeah. that, but like he is the, you know, he is the homegrown lad who knows this club, 
who yeah. knows what it means to the players and that's a yeah. huge connection you mentioned in like the preamble about like patterson is a kind of you know yes. someone who's yeah, there to like there's certain like he has that but he's also like a really good player as well yes you yeah. know like yeah it, yeah absolutely it, to have that and the next piece just is yeah. such a rarity in, in in general let alone in sheffield wednesday's history yeah and we'll all forever have and he'll be able to you know he should never buy a drink again in his life uh because of the 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 equalizing goal i mean what on earth is he doing there uh but he finishes it off <laughs> Uh, yeah, huge congratulations to to, to Liam Palmer, and uh, thank you so much for for all your efforts. Um, it's it's continues to be an absolute pleasure to to watch you watch you getting better and better as you get older, uh, aging like a fine wine. Um, from the sublime to the ridiculous, uh, we're headed next to number forty five, Alex Mighton. Wow. Wow, what? Where else would you get such such players sandwiched together? Copy and paste, players? isn't it? Same, same, same stuff about Alex Martin. Uh, he oh. uh, he received a very charitable B minus for his. I know, effort. I know. And I said I was vastly generous at the halfway stage to give Martin the benefit of the doubt of a B minus, and then he fucks off back to Forest to make some weird cameos in the tediously expensive Premier League Survivor squad. <laughs> so now he's left the party. I can act all two faced and tell everyone that he's a prick. He gets knocked down to a C minus. <laughs> it's the whole. It's the whole. Uh, are you still seeing X person? And then they go now, and they go like, oh, I "Hate them anyway. They're terrible." Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I. Yeah. There's not too much more to add there, isn't there? I mean, he. What a letdown. Um, just nothing, just absolutely nothing, really, from him. Um, and then, yeah, as you say, no- nothing at all in the second half of the season. <clears throat> um, I didn't. Yeah, even, we, I mean, like we could have done with someone like it. I mean, it's not. No, well, like I mean, I, I don't, I don't blame Forrest for being like, but I'm also like, also a bit like, you know, he's not, he's not been rip roaringly amazing. No, you know. In in the in the alternate universe version of this season where we don't go up, I think the January transfer window comes in for an awful lot of scrutiny. Yeah, um, we avoid those questions because it's all okay at the end, and I hope it's not being avoided internally because the, the, there's the, I think there are questions to answer there. But as fans, we can just enjoy it and not have to not have to drag ourselves over the coals for for those mistakes. Yeah. I'd but love to. I'd love to know like what happened. Coming out with less players than we went into it with, and still gaps um, up front. Yeah, I think has had a huge impact on the team. And I, I know we've talked about the absence of buyers. Uh, people have said, "Oh, if buyers was fit, we would have automatically promoted." I think that's probably fair. But also, how many times have we been looking and just we don't have don't have a we didn't have another attacking option. And that, yeah, might and going and not being replaced is is kind of part, a big part of that. Um, yeah, we, we, thankfully, it doesn't matter because we got it. We got we dragged it over the line, kicking and screaming this season. <laughs> but uh, that would have been that really would have been where you were pointing fingers, and and we will never know whether that was Moore's choice. I think Moore seems to have a preference for a smaller squad. Um, 
and he's not the only manager to do that. Pep Guardiola doesn't like having spare players, really. Um, it's a it's a tough task keeping people happy when they're not in the mix. Uh, there's also the complete. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. But the the complete sort of aberration of of Malik Wilkes' season has been a a, a, a factor. Mm. Um, but uh, we should leave that there and mm. motor along to number three. We've spoken a bit about him already, but uh, let's round it out for Jaden Brown. And he had a C plus at the uh, the halfway point. Um, in a season where a lot of Wednesday players have lined up to kick me square in the ghoulies. Uh, using a special set of stocks, which I just exclusively put my junk through. Um, <laughs> one player who dug deep for his character and just said no to putting his foot through my genitals was Jaden Brown. I can genuinely think he's been a bit unfortunate to not play more. Darren Moore seems to think he's a demon player, not an author. So alas, he's been competent in appearance in the centre-back berth. Still mm. do not ever want to see him in the left flank, but as an emergency centre-back, he's been collectively fine. So I, I put this prior to the news, a generous B because we won't ever see him again. So maybe a bit like a one night stand that we make a cup of tea for in the morning before we boot them out of the house. <laughs> that's fun. That's fun. Yeah. Again, a guy, uh, you know, patchy, very patchy Wednesday career. Mm. But uh, his coolness for his cut across to, to Patterson for the, for the equalizing goal in extra time. Pat on the big, big, big old pat on the back for that. That was really mm. good. And he could have done a bad cross. He could have done a bad shot. He he played a really nice pass that gave Patterson the opportunity to to level things off. So, um, yeah, fair dues. I, I do think it speaks to his character. And I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him go elsewhere and do fairly well. Maybe not championship level, but League One-ish. He's come back for, from some knocks at Wednesday and, and kind of stood on his own two feet again, which I do I do think is creditable. Um I'm not mourning the fact he's gone, but um I I think yeah, I think he he's shown quite a lot of heart uh to to pick pick himself back up after his abysmal end to last season. Um yeah. And and have some pretty good showings. When we needed him, he stepped up. And that's 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 fair enough. That's all you can ask for squad from squad players, and he's yeah. more than done it. Yeah. So well, yeah, well done, Jane Brown. I think B's really fair. Mm-hmm. Um, the yeah, this uh, the sliding doors, the what might have been. Uh, no man epitomizes that more than number thirty-five, Mark McGuinness. He got himself an A, and then he book oh. it off. <laughs> The most disappointing and like the most disappointing and disheartening thing of doing this was going through my list of names of the first half of the season and coming across Mark McGuinness. And I just got really sad. Yeah. I, you know, I said a lot of nice things about him. I still pine for his return. I think he still reflectively gets an A, you know? Yeah. That, yeah. And I think I, I well, the, I, I did add it uh, when I, because I went through the previous episode to get the uh, scores. I added a column of Did Rich Differ? Uh, which actually most of the time I didn't, but this was one I sort of said I I, I would consider maybe an A plus and then backed off it. And uh, mm. given that he didn't play at all in the second half of the season, I think you can't get an A plus for that. You got you just an A there. Um, I would love. I don't know whether there's any chance in hell of this, but I would love for us to be in for him this summer. Um, he's a top top player. Rich, can you please do your best, Kevin Keegan? I'd be like, love it. Love it if we were in for him for the summer. 
I'd love it. I'd love it if we're in for Mark McGuinness. I'd love it. Fist, fist shaking, tear coming out of us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he did. He did get some some games for Cardiff. Uh, so who knows? Yeah, I guess uh, he was uh, there, and I think he was kind of part of them. You know, staying up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'd, again, he's probably another one in that. If if we'd had Mark McGuinness through the whole season, I I'd be very surprised if we ended up in the playoffs. Um, these are these are the fine margins we're dealing with this season. Uh, okay, so we go from thirty five back to the low numbers, and we've got Big Willie Volks who got himself a B by the halfway point, and that, uh, very much the talk was that we maybe hadn't seen the full the full um, flourish of his. Uh, his pendulous being. Mm. I must say that we have to kind of really just just uh, just give a lot of benefit with our kind of the centre mid issues. I think I confused myself with the notes of what I'm looking at here, but uh, just going to give a big shout out to Big Willie Volks for being part of you know part of more often than not that kind of that yeah. that free centre mid trio, especially with with kind of buyers being missing. Um, you know, previously, as Rich has let us know, you know, he's been referred to as a sound lad. And yeah. um, Volks has been a positive for a general laddish shithousery who can throw Wang, who can Wang a throw in into the box, Wang his big willy in a tackle, and occasionally beam in a worldie. <laughs> Speaking of worldies, I think he has to register a hearty bit of praise for Wang in a wonder goal that was disallowed. Feels like a pretty darn special goal to be scored the playoff final, only to be dis- disallowed. Hmm. There is a lot to be said for his charm too, and if his acrobatics after notching another goal, a few winks and bants in the post-match interview. And can we talk about him doing the worm in the dressing room? <laughs> I think for his efforts and presence, he deserves a solid B plus in his inaugural Wednesday campaign. Nice, yeah. It, there's more to build on, but I think he's he's been a great addition overall. I think he's been not. I can't remember him having a bad performance. Mm. Um, he really stepped up. You mentioned when Byers was out, um, but I think as much as anything, when Bannon was out, he really stepped up because Bannon missed a little run of games, and and I thought Byers mm. really grasped the nettle when when he needed to. Um, he just seems to get everywhere. He's got boundless sort of energy. Um, the long throws are a threat. He's a threat from the edge of the box. A really good addition. A great. A really shrewd signing makes me excited for what we might do this summer. The fact that we added the likes of Ahekwe and Volks last summer, um, I'm I'm really intrigued to see what we do um, because there's good signs. There's good signs in in, in some of these players here, um, and yeah, B plus I think is absolutely fair. Um, number thirty three, Reese James, who had a um, had a B plus last time out. I think Reese James is comfortably one of the best, or at least my favourite signings of this season. It's a real joy to see a defender who's as mobile and comfortable the ball at their feet like James, and never one who's ever looked particularly poor or put it on the knees. Just a steady 7 out of 10 is defensive capabilities that you can enjoy those few moments of his creative now some ability. I love getting, getting to make the comparison to Kieran Lee with that defender-turned-midfield maestro engine, and he capped off possibly my favourite goal of this season. That exquisite liquid surge into box to make the posh keeper was just incredible. And I wish I could have joined more on the sidelines to jump around like an idiot too. 
Again, I liked very much when I first saw him and a crime we didn't get to see more. I was happy to look over my halftime notes and say I think he is due some assists and a wonder goal, and you can thank both me and Reese James, but mainly maybe just me, thanking me first and foremost for calling that one there. He gets an A-. minus. Nice. <laughs> it was all Luke. I called it. Yeah. Oh, that's what you, to be fair, he did he did uh, give you your due uh praise in his in his post-match interviews. So I love it here. Fallen in love with the city, I've fallen in love with Luke. He's not in the city, <laughs> but there you go. <laughs> uh yeah, it's he's well, I, I think same sort of sentiments I said previously, but you could just tell very early doors he's a very well trained footballer like a very well taught footballer and then we i think we kind of happened on the fact that he's a a man united youngster which gives us the kieran lee vibes again um the 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 overriding comparison i've had throughout the season was was lewis buxton um mm. in just in that it, it, it seems like he knows all the right things to he knows the right place to stand the right oh i step up now i play this pass now like he's doing all the right things and kind of teachers pet sort of thing which which Buxton had I, you know I bet he's the first one in in training and he does like extra stretching and things like you know it just has that vibe of he knows the things that he knows if he does the the fundamentals right then good things will happen more often than not and he follows them to a T um Great, great player. I really want, I really would like him back. I know he's another one who's like 30 odds. Um, he's just turning 30 this year, yeah, basically. He yeah. Really look 30, but uh, uh, he's, uh, he would be a really good addition, I think, even at, even a division up. Um, versatile and, and coachable. Um, it's a great, it's a great combination. Uh, and I'll go with, yeah, I'm happy to go with the A minus there. This was one I had. Actually, I didn't differ on hardly any of them, but I I was encouraging a higher score, but didn't offer a higher score last time. Uh, but I think A minus is is fair. Mm. Um, number five, Bennigan Hennigan. He got a B plus last time round. Mm. With Ben Hennigan, I wonder if there's an alternative timeline where he played instead of Aiden Flint. And I think even being a mild improvement on Flint would be enough to score Wednesday automatic promotion. Mm. I definitely think he would have scored more than Flint for Wednesday and been a lot more charming and have won some plaudits for some big-hearted performances. Alas, it's all an underwhelming daydream, much like my friend Sarah, who dreamt she had a good sandwich the other week. Hope you're feeling much better soon, Ben, so next season you can prove on a token C for what we did see of you. I know that's a decrease in his halfway mark, but you know, he's been screwed physically. Yeah, yeah. He's really not played any football, has he, this, this second half of the season? No, no. Yeah, shame to see him. I, I can see why we've not offered him. Injury is a big part of it because there's no, there's no given that you come back from a, a, an ACL tear, anything like the same player you once were. Yeah. Um, so it's a huge gamble for the club if to keep to to sign him any longer. But I also think I would have qualms about him in in the championship. I don't know that he's good enough for the championship. No. No, um, especially again the age thing. He's not a young pop who might improve enough to be good enough in the championship. He's the kind of finished product as he is, um, and there were a few hiccups even at League One level, which I think would be punished more more often. He's also turning thirty this year. Yeah, yeah, that sort of uh, that sort of cusp. Um, 
Well, we're on a bit of a sad run, unfortunately, uh, because next up is 32, Jack Hunt, who got D plus last time out. Yeah, I remember that one. And uh, that was the start of my start of my notes. I said, Hunt had a very disappointing start to the season. It was between injuries and illness, never gathering any head of steam here. Yeah, I hope for a renaissance in the second half of the season, going from the strength of last year and who he is as a player. And to use a train analogy, the train either broke down or got savagely delayed in Harrogate. I don't know if getting savagely delayed in Harrogate is the keyword for disappearing off the face of the earth or getting addicted to anything covered in the film train spotting. However, I do want to say, in the build-up to this, I went and read the star's small interview piece with a man we call Jacunt, and the emotion is wrought from me in causing many a conflict in ranking these players. Yeah, Jack talks a very relatable game of being written off, which I think speaks to all of us. And blows the dust off of his background and speaking about some affinity with the club that we only get a small idea of what he's touching upon in the interview. The man got a D plus for just how underwhelming he was at the halfway stage and making me thinking about another great option at right wing back until Liam Palmer just upped his game like a madman. Saying that, let's cast a look at the end of the season and him coming to some form and join the rest of the players in a remaining little mini renaissance at the ball end of the season. Mm. Almost like Jakunt is an aging and classy steam train that is somehow getting prim and polished on its last trip into the station. Wow. A useful bit of pace off the bench and a needed bit of legs when the team was was uh, cramping up from the hearty demands of so much end-of-season football. And I want to highlight two moments of brilliance from him that greatly mattered and will leave a lasting effect on me. <laughs> the oh, first dude. is an exquisite offside assist to Volk's brilliant never-being-playoff final hit. The oh. second is one of the most pivotal and sweetest last touch in the game that will live on in Wednesday's history. Seeing the players who bravely step forward take a penalty, and then we can all be surprised that Jakun stepped up and casually took the ball away like a small child. He's tucking the ball away like someone would tuck in a small child, not like yeah. a small child took away the penalty. Yeah, or, or tucking a small child away with the, with your boot, which is a, <laughs> maybe the most harrowing of the images. Yes. Regardless, seeing him turn and give the coolest and effortless wry smile is an image that has burned into my mind. <laughs> For that, I give a very grateful and important C rating to Jack. If this is indeed goodbye, oh, 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 I don't know how much. I don't know if I can add anything. That was just beautiful. Um, yeah, that that penalty was just p- perfect. It was a perfect end to a perfect performance, um, and will forever be grateful to him for that. Uh, so yeah, that was tremendous. Um, it's been a tough season for him on one, for one reason or another, but uh, when it counted, when it mattered, he stepped up. Same as Jaden Brown, to, you know, uh, not a not a star turn all year long like some of the others, but those cameos have been really important when they were needed, and that's that's uh, that's what you what you need from your squad players to make make these successes happen. Uh, yeah, lovely stuff. Um, we've talked at length about this uh, this young man, um, but we're back here again. Um, it's Dominic Iorfa, number six squad. Uh, is his squad number D was his rating last time out. <laughs> oh, I love how this just snakes in between some of the weirdest kind of characters and the <laughs> strangest lack of you know love and then hate, and it just goes from <laughs> pillar to post. Just all different polarities. So Dominic, mm. I offer. I was watching everything and anything to do with the promotion on YouTube, much like every other Wednesday. I, I've just been still continually drinking in everything that's been happening. 
from you know that is included from the game a few times back to fan videos to club produced media following following the games and the celebrations i ran to the data chance about dominic iorfa which genuinely from my lens of an expat wednesday it has passed me by quite a bit i know times have changed a lot and his body has changed as much as jacoons as much as i'd love yeah. to join in any chant that goes along to earth wind and fire september i cannot knowingly sing that iorfa is the fastest man in yorkshire <laughs> In the mid-season review, in the biggest, you know, I feel the biggest conundrum here with what I'm getting into, Rich. In the mid-season review, I compared him to Nora Batty. In my harshly yeah. disappointed review that I wrote before the promotion horse bolted, I stated, if he was once the brutal, muscular starlet who looked like he smashed through the ceiling as though he was Steven Tyler of Aerosmith in the Walt This Way video, then now he's more like one of Girls Aloud of the Sugar Babes in the wilted lettuce cover version. As that terrible cover version was phoned in for charity, we get similar vibes from my author. So that's what I wrote then, kind of knowing yeah. now that we have a lens of how we've looked at things and how we have promotion. I want to say that I have seen some good things from Dom, but it's not enough to think he was ever reborn at any point in the season. I think for the sake of being very, very generous, now I'm just going to say an anonymous ranking of a C-, minus. though I kind of wish he was more anonymous in this season. I hope this is the last we see of him. Oh, yeah. I've, I've been very harsh on Dominic Iolfa. I was harsh at the halfway stage, but I felt that it was deserved. I yeah. still feel like it's still lingering on what he did in the first half of the season into the second half of the season. Yeah. I think the biggest surprise and the thing I want to give benefit to Dominic Iolfa outside of my writings and what we've talked about, I think I have to give him some kudos for actually just being fit. As much as he has been. Yeah. That's yeah. been a giant. Like it felt like previously the Dominic Iorfa we had of the past was this, you know, explosive strength, which yeah. doesn't last. You know, you'll yeah. you'll run out, you'll burn out, you'll get injured. Yeah. And that's yeah. what caused him to get injured. Um, but now it's just been probably a lot less consistent. You know, the performances have been a lot lesser, but he's yeah. actually been fit. I've yeah, so it's interesting that that song, the bit I would take umbrage with, is not the uh, not the fastest man in Yorkshire bit. It's the uh, the fact he never gives the ball away. Is yeah. the real that's the real uh, thumbing thumbing your nose. Did you uh, did you see bit. the club produce kind of behind the scenes day from the promotion parade through the city centre? So no, he actually, like, you know, he's there. I think it's when he's in the city hall, he's looking out the window, and then, like, you know, the fans are chanting. And then he t- I, I can't remember who he turns and talks to. And he goes, Well, the, it's like, he says, Oh, they say I'd never give the ball away. Like, what? Like, I'm in Iesta or something. <laughs> like, so he, you know, he's joking with it as well. So there's a bit yeah. of charm there. I was like, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Then. So <laughs> I'm trying to, uh, Trying to see if I can find uh, how many. Because what I'm, I think the thing with where I'm at with Iorfa is. Are you going to tell know, me there's an optostat for like extra? But it's version of XG, but it's just about how many times he dropped a dropped a bollock. It's like XB. Uh, well, it's more well more more binary than that. I what I'm picturing <laughs> is the what I'm picturing is the the kind of um, you see it in the Simpsons the days since an accident and like that's kind of like minutes played since an accident for i offer is your big thing and i th- i think to cr- taking away what he was and what he's been and looking just looking at what he is now 
I think he's had a remarkably on Clangerfield second half of the season. Um, whatever the reasons behind that are, I think he likes having Flint alongside him um, and seems to work reasonably well with the Hequa. Um, but yeah, I I just want to, I do want to give him some credit for we, he's probably been the most, one of the most present players in a back four or five that has kept the most clean sheets ever. And uh, that, that is by I know it's by hook or by crook, and sometimes in spite of him. But I think there's a that surely there's got to be some kudos for that, because mm. um, he's played. Yeah, he's played a lot of football. <laughs> he started thirty games um, in the league. Uh, so yeah, my, I think I know well, we we saw him, Rich. <laughs> But I th- I, I'm, I'm feeling that C- is a little harsh for a guy that's possibly been involved in like 15 or clean sheets. I'm, I'm happy for you to, to, <laughs> to, to, re, to redact that one, honestly. I'm not going to go what you, I'm just going to go with you. Give? Yeah, that's, think... uh, that seems fair. That seems fair. <laughs> He's definitely not B, B tier, you know. No. The higher no. end of C seems fair. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Agreed. Fair enough. Um, this is an interesting one because, yeah, second half of the season was markedly different, I would say, to his first half. Number 31 is David Stockdale. Oh, Stockers. So, Rich, both of our goalkeepers I did <laughs> ratings for. So we've got two versions, Rich. I, mean, I want to say which one do you want, but I'm going to give you both of them. I'll be honest. Okay, I've, I've nice. got a harsh rating, and now that we've got promotion rating. Okay. So let's, for the sake of generosity, because it's it's not that time of giving because it's not Christmas, but, uh, <laughs> you know, we've got promotion. I'll yeah. get the harsh rating and then we'll get on to it. So Stockdale, harsh rating. You know that feeling of when you eat and you feel like you're so full you'll never eat again? Well, I felt that way with anger, um, only with anger, about David Stockdale giving the weakest parry against Lincoln for them to score. The yeah. funny thing was it was kind of the beginning of that classic joke. You know, what do you call such an act? The aristocrats. It was that game when the emperor's new clothes of his superior distribution fell about when he bizarrely ballooned one out for a throw-in in our own half. It was also that game that he tried the ballsiest move of the ball in his feet 40 yards out of his goal, and it pissed me off royally. I think for the quality of this league, we can go back and revive how in a defensive, nasty, and offensively gamesmanlike Ainsworth Wickham side, you can see how a limited aging goalkeeper with his wiles and qualities in Stockdale can amass that number of clean sheets that he did. Which is somewhere in the teens. I just can't be asked to look it up, and frankly, he doesn't deserve <laughs> that. That's fine to say, but I'm concerned about the other games he has. Those would be a handful of games where we give them goals thanks to the goalkeeper, where it isn't thanks to poor defending, will the goals, or even well worked goals from the opposition. Well, it's poor and it adds up in a season of very fine margins, which we existed in the last three seasons now. Well done, David. You've managed to make me say something I've never thought I would, and that's can we play Dawson instead, please? D. <laughs> Wow, what a fall from grace that would have been. However, <laughs> we got promotion. And even though I started writing that, I think literally in the Lincoln game, when I thought we absolutely balls everything up, things mm. changed a little bit differently. So now that promotion is achieved rating, and indeed there is a real harshness to what we've seen here from my first rating, but I genuinely feel like there's been a sizable second half of the season decline for stockers that is fairly damning. 
A player who has indeed done a job and has played a part in some of our success this season defined Sheffield Wednesday's 2022-2023 season in some ways. He is a microcosm for whatever limited success we can eke out of knackered aging models. I recall an old colleague who was an electrical instructor at a previous job I worked at, and he told me of a tale where him and some friends bought a knackered car for $200 to drive to Quebec from Alberta. It just about lasted, and it feels very pertinent. Players who are at the edge of their legs going and holding tight, folks, because we have a few more to get to in this summary. A gritty, (laughs) time-wasting character who did serve some lemonade before the season worth of lemonades went foul. He upgrades to a generous C. Nice. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think we just saw, yeah, we just, we saw the last good, we, we saw the last of the juice draining from the, from the Stockdale Berry. It, it happened. We we had a berry that had some juice in at the start. By Christmas, we'd pretty much, um, we'd milked it dry. Uh, that, 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 that Stockdale sow was milk dry. Uh <laughs> 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 i had the weirdest i my brain is is strange my mind is very strange as anyone listening to this podcast will know um i remember <laughs> i don't we put it in there on the podcast where it was just rich and i just riffing off at the beginning of an episode when we were chatting once but we talked about like <laughs> we talked about like you know it's like muppet babies like we talked oh, yeah, about yeah. Like barry bannon being in one of those <laughs> like it's we Scottish child, and I just imagine we Barry Bannon baby going. That's that's the Stockdale bush. It's it's berries are quite old. <laughs> oh dear, yeah. Um, I, but uh, he's had a real positive impact. I yeah. think. Yeah, uh, and I think he's helped. I'm sure Dawson's season away at Exeter will have helped him. Yeah. But I think he's helped Dawson as well. Um, he seems like a great character. I mean, that that, that was one of the nice things post <laughs> post uh, full-time in the playoff final was him going to their keeper and kind of giving him a, a kind of geeing up talk, um, which I think was a really nice thing to see. He seems He seems a thoroughly... Decent dude. There's a fun thing that I'm glad that it. it I'm glad it ended in success for him because I, I think that it was kind of him knowing the writing was on the wall that this is all he could kind of give, especially in that second half of the season. Like mm. it could just be the character in the dressing room. Yeah, and, you know. I, I mean, to be fair to Stockdale, I think he's mentioned previously that he was there last year. You know, because he was there for Wickham yeah. and he missed out. Yeah. And he yeah. made a point of like hanging around and seeing and you know watching yeah. watching the celebrations to just have a mentality of like you know I I want to we'll use this use this yeah I want yeah. to do better next time round so it's 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 nice to hear that he he went over to Istad um, as part of that game but uh, I yeah. do think I no fault it's not Stockdale's fault but I think Moore's dither taking Dawson out after the Barnsley game and putting Stockdale back in. I have no doubt that 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 elongated the bad run. I think if we'd stuck with Dawson throughout, it probably would have been a game or two shorter. But I I would have been there for that as well. Like I thought it was a good decision because I also thought like Stockdale was kind of like I felt like I know he's a limited goalkeeper, 
I felt like, you know, uh, definitely out of those berries, we got a fair bit of juice. Certain ways that I think, you know, we appreciate that, like Stockdale helps us, you know, has helped us in certain ways. He's helped us. Yeah. You know, the gamesmanship, the time wasting, um, well, the psychological aspects. Some of his goalkeeping is generally quite good. I, he's not the standard I want for no. a, he's not the standard I want for definitely a championship team, even for a team going for League One promotion it's it's a bit on the budget you know i can see why they made that decision but like i felt that when he was dropped before it was a little bit harsh but also knowing that like the other option i'm not a massive i'm not a massive cami d guy you know but but he'd done more than enough to sh- like i think dawson had done enough to show he was he was the better of the two as it's st- like I, over the course of their career they've yeah. been a better keeper than dawson will ever be yeah but at this point, what they don't, I, I sort of probably agree with you. I think at the time the change was made, I probably thought, oh, that's a good choice. Get Stockdale back in. But what we didn't know, and they did know, the coaching staff, was just how done Stockdale was. Like in training, I'm sure you could see that he's moving so much slower than he was. He's visibly more cumbersome than the guy that started the season for us. Whether that's that particular back mm. injury, because that that's what took him out for a period of time. Whether it's the particular back injury, um, because there were games where he wasn't on the bench, if you remember, um, or yeah. just, just time catching up with him. Um, he was a much less mobile, confident operator the second time he, he, he was back in nets for us. Which I guess is an interesting thing. I know it's been said in the media, like I think Joe Cran has said it's maybe he's going to retire. Yeah, I would. Yeah. I, I mean, you, you'd think so now, but uh, who who knows? Maybe a mm. league two, he can have another run at things or another league one team. Or sure. Take him on. I mean, you do get these keepers that just sit. If you've got, if you've got a very solid first choice, your second keeper just is doing nothing most of the time. I mean, there's there's been people. Brad Jones filled the the best benches in in world football and barely ever actually played the game. He's terrible, <laughs> but he was at, he he's won Champions League medals and the FA Cup finals and whatever else. <laughs> Which reminds me, actually, we we don't get a lot of communication, but actually, Rich, we've got an email. That I guess okay. I think we've oh, missed. No, about uh, when we get on to Cameron Dawson. So uh, we bring that up. Yeah. Well, we're nearly there. We're nearly there. Oh, I didn't realize it was so close. Yes. Who's next? Uh, well, f- so we've got we've got one other player, and then we're on to Dawson. Oh, there uh, we go. Because we had, uh, yeah, as as we we did note at the time, we've got two goalkeepers, and neither of them have traditional goalkeeping numbers. We don't have a number thirteen or a or a number twelve or a number one. Uh, they've both got weird numbers. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, but in between the two goalies is Malik Wilkes, who oh, really got himself a C plus. Let me go f- scroll through yeah. my notes. I remember I did make some notes about Malik Wilkes, folks. So, Rich, now the season is over, we can clear the, de- the debris and rubble of a demolition and look for survivors. I think I maybe wrote this actually, kind of thinking that things were things were going bad, but still. <laughs> However, would have been it's it's been an event. However, this yeah. uh, this season, you know, and if I hadn't written down Malik Wilkes's name from the halfway season mark, then there's a good chance I'd be wiping the dust from my face at the pub, 
toasting my heroics in rescuing the Wednesday 22-2023 squad and about to take a hearty sip of my pint before going, oh crap, I forgot Malik. <laughs> Unfortunately for Mr. Wilkes, I'm the one who I... Who, I'm the one who is suffering and not paid countless thousands to arrive disappointing, catch a small whiff of form before catching injuryitis, come back, look a bit good for a bit, and then disappear again. <laughs> I saw all this to say, what the hell happened to Wilkes? I recall him coming back, looking sharp, and then somewhere getting injured and not mentioned yeah, ever no. again in the matchday squad. No. I, I think collectively we're giving a C-. minus. Yeah. Uh... I don't even know enough to know whether we should be disappointed we didn't see more of him. I, I still what, don't what, really know what he's about. What, what happened in terms of like injury? Because it was like he's never really mentioned. No. Uh, yeah, just some mystery knock. He went out about the same time as Byers, didn't he? But yeah, it did come out at the same time as Byers. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't hear anything more about him after that. I don't think. There was some. I think the the next time I heard his name was oh he's not going to be fit for the because Darren Moore did that thing he went through he said oh none of the injured players are going to be fit for the playoffs at some point mm. um, and he was he was one of those injured players um, he had moments but they were so fleeting uh, it's hard to think anything about it really mm. yeah uh, yeah um. um, um so that brings us on to number 25, Cameron Dawson. He so, had picked up a C plus. Oh, there we go. Before we get into this, um, we did receive an email right at the beginning of this year from longtime listener and uh person who's reached out and given us some great, great material, Mike D. Oh yeah, and, uh, you know, obviously hilarity that we're we're just we're so over the moon that one of the members of the Beastie Boys. Is a it's, it's a Wednesday fan. I mean, they don't do anything these days. So clearly, he's got no. a lot of time to watch Wednesday and listen to our long form rambling podcast. So thanks, thanks, Mike. Uh, Mike sent us a brilliant email at the beginning of this year, and uh, he asked, he said, "Have I experienced some weird sort of fever dream where you discussed Chat GPT creating a Beastie Boys song for Cameron Dawson?" <laughs> and uh, and then he provides. One to the tune of "Fight for the Right to Party." I'm okay. going to put the. I'll put the thing. Actually, what you do, if you don't mind me, Mike, I'll. I will credit to yourself. We'll put this in the show notes. Um, and the chorus, though, which I think is monumental, and I think Mike, you've written it in the fashion of doing Jet GPT, but I think you're actually actually a funny chap. <laughs> the chorus is: "It's not right. You're shite at your age." <laughs> which is <laughs> wonderful. Uh, and then, you know, similar to what you're saying, um, and the second verse is like the last couplet goes, man, yeah, sing yeah. on the bench is such a drag, but you're banking crazy wages, so keep up the blag. So keeping, <laughs> keeping on with that secondary goalkeeper notion. So thank you for that communication. Excellent. Uh, if you don't mind, That's really good. share that, because um, I've got a lot to get through with the greatest respect. And I've got a harsh rating, and then now I've got promotion rating, so I, I, I can't just... I can't just have Rich die on me while I just keep chatting for another five hours. <laughs> so anyway, Dawson, harsh rating. My first written rating of a 2022-2023 season was David Stockdale. My second one moved on to his fellow comedy double act. So Rich, somehow I thought I wasn't doing a Rotherham United podcast, but somehow I'm talking about the fucking Chuckle Brothers again for not the first time in different gravy history. 
<laughs> Before we can work out which one of the two is the one who's no longer with us, let's take a closer look at Cameron Dawson, the prodigal academy graduate from an academy that seemingly always has a reputation for some reserve keepers that can go pack up a stick and bindle when the realization is made they cannot keep living at the orphanage at the age of 22. Bizarrely, he is the one we are stuck with, who have found some loophole like some double jeopardy to be here this long. Thinking about Dawson, I think about times where you hold your tongue at a friend's partner, who you know is inherently no good for them, and you act surprised when they disappoint your friend again. For any conversation around Moore and his competence, I feel like Dawson is the friend's partner, and Moore is the friend. I hope his weeks spill onto the post against Peterborough, which was the first nail in Wednesday's 2022-2023 season coffin, is the last one in his Wednesday career. He gets a D minus. Obviously, I've written that from his perspective of thinking everything was all screwed. <laughs> but unfortunately, a lot of that is still kind of, on a very harsh lens, still kind of true. So anyway, now that we've got promotion rating, Dawson, <laughs> the eternal orphan, seems to get by on some old tricks that he relies on despite not growing up and developing his character. Now that promotion has been achieved, I want to spend some time focusing on his good points. Sometimes a great shot stopper and a number of occasions littered across the rollercoaster playoff timeline did we see the cartoonishly large Cammy Dawson ping out a limb to divert one over and wide. Also, I must say he's incredibly good at penalties and was unfortunate not to speed up the posh penalty victory. Mm. Conflicted feelings, much like lots of our success this season, seems to sum up Cammy D in the sticks. He's upgraded to a B-. Interesting. Yeah, B- minus seems a good, good call. Oh, I've got just... Well, <laughs> Richard's taking off his glasses. He's yeah. wiping. He's wiping the sweat off his eyes. <laughs> I just don't know what to think about Cameron Dawson anymore. Really, I know, I know. Uh, I, I, because he's come, he's come back and done better than I would have expected. I think we can both admit that, mm-hmm. even in your uh, grumpy version um, post post Peterborough um, mm. first leg. Um, and maybe if we play the same way, which is basically a kind of slightly more pleasing version of what Stuart Gray did, in that everybody is a defender, and every and basic, and we don't give away chances very much because we're all defensive minded first and foremost. Maybe we can get away with him in the sticks because he's an okay shot stopper by and large. Hmm. Um, I don't. I'm not still not convinced. I mean, I still don't think he's particularly good. Uh, which I know I, I, it sort of goes against my point with uh, Dominic Iorfa that he, he was involved in an awful lot of clean sheets. Um, yeah, I just don't know where to stand with him. Obviously, he's done enough. I think he's going to be the first. I'd be very surprised. Although we we have done it before, I'd be very surprised if we bring in a number one goalie over his head. Uh, this seat this summer. I mean, we we definitely need a new goalkeeper, right? In some aspects, whether it's a new number one or whether it's just a new challenger, we need yeah. somebody else in. Yes, um, but I mean, we uh, the reason I say we've done it before is that um, Chris Kirkland was a very good goalkeeper, and then we brought in Kieran Westwood. Mm. Uh, uh, so it, it has happened. Um, it wouldn't be completely out of the question, but I'd be surprised at this stage uh, if that if that happened. Um, and I don't think it's the worst thing in the world going into the season with him. But yeah, it's just hard to shake. And it's hard. The reason I'm saying it's hard to know and that my kind of pause is 
that exactly that I talked we had the derby match and I said he had a great performance he made great saves he did he did good good you know he 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 um managed his box and kind of came out and grabbed things that he needed to took the pressure off his team and I thought you know fair enough Cameron Dawson you've arrived you're you're the first choice Wednesday goalkeeper and then Peterborough happens the first leg and you're like, okay, maybe not. Maybe you still mm. under you, the underneath this all, you're still you're still that guy, mm. <laughs> and that guy wasn't good enough. And but I don't know. Yeah, I I, I think B minus is really fair. Uh, I'd love us to have a goalkeeper that was so. Uh, I'd love to have another Westwood, prime Westwood, a guy that's getting winning as points himself. Yeah. I don't think Dawson will ever be that man. Nope. Um, but if he can be good enough to not cost us, active to cost us points, maybe that's good enough. If everybody else around him is has got the job of defending, who knows? Mm. Um, again, somebody that we've already spoken about is number eight, Dennis Adenaran. He mm. got C-plus last time out. Oh, Dandan. Oh, Dandan. Has anybody disappointed me much as Dandan? Maybe an ex who I loved and talked about committing my life to, who then bizarrely projected a bunch of a vast amount of crap onto me and said some of the nastiest shit to me that you could ever attribute to someone who actually hates you. Strong words, but the point is that things can change drastically about how you feel about someone. Once upon a time, I was thrilled at the energy and exuberance of young Denden bursting into the first team and the first 11 of our hearts. That cheeky smile has seemed a long way away and almost traded with shots of him coming off the bench and looking scared and frightened at what he's been asked to do. Me too, Dennis. Me too. Some nice moments registered in a C minus. Yeah. I, I think again, he's done the squad, he's done the bare minimum squad player thing. He's come in and had impacts occasionally when he's needed to, um, filled in at the right right wing back position occasionally fairly competently. Um completely changed the game against Newcastle in the cup. Uh so he's he's had some moments but they have been few and far between and he's just always injured. That's it's not a fluke anymore. If you're 24 years old and you've had, you've barely, you've barely played half a season for all your career. Like you're just a guy that gets injuries all the time. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's not going to change now. So yeah, I think C minus is fair. Cheerio Dennis. I hope things work out at wherever you go next. Me too. Me too. Um, last up for this episode is Smudge Face himself, Smudger Mato Smith, number 24, and he got himself a B minus. Oh, in summarizing Wednesday players as part of Luke's crass categorization of players, we can either look at them in a few categories. There's category A, great when they played, either injuries or the crime that is McGuinness, B, disappointing or poor, C, great to good but with some caveats. And D, Liam Palmer. I genuinely feel that covers the bulk of it in summarization. And maybe Smith belongs to C, which is great to good, but with some caveats. But then he's almost in a league of his own. Not the striker I ordered, but the one who scored 20 goals. A big man, certainly, but not a big man. See his Mm. lack of aerial prowess. A finisher, but certainly inconsistent with it. Great at penalties and scored a fair few chances, but he's also missed some I thought he would have scored. He gets a very beleaguered and confused A from Luke. 
And Luke's face is really summing up that beleaguered feeling. He's he's uh, he's <laughs> he's nailing it uh, for the audio medium. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I think we're both on the same page, really. Not not what I thought we were getting. Not what I thought I'd watched play against us for Barnsley. Uh, not Barnsley. Uh, Rotherham, even. Rotherham. Sorry, the Millers. Um, yeah, not not that guy. But then. Sort of weirdly good in so many ways and effective. Um, mm. Some good crosses, some good assists mm-hmm. from him, as well as the goals. Uh, another thing, just staying fit, being fit most of the season, <laughs> playing most minutes of most games uh, has been a real testament to him. He, yeah, he's got seven assists alongside his uh, his goals. Oh, sorry, eight assists altogether. Wow. Seven seven in the league that's a lot of of goal involvement there yeah um but yeah i i should because gregory you've got that thing he's our striker he's our number nine we all love a center forward and i just can't quite love michael smith despite the fact he's he's doing that thing that is so rare and bagging goals and I, i just can't quite bring myself to to love him yeah so thanks to the playoffs he got 21 goals yeah, it's it's a good old haul. It's a good old haul. I mean, it was looking it was looking kind of eh, and then he, yeah. he did get a very very good hat trick. He you know, did. Who was that against? Was that Morecambe? I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and really good on pens, which is nice. We don't re- we've we've not had a consistent penalty kick taker no. for quite a while. You need you need uh, one of those. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, what was the game? There was one game where it was like it was one. We were one nil up, and it was kind of drifting. And he just got like James found him with a bit of a kind of long punt, and he just seemed to just I don't know so nonchalantly just take that one man on and just bang it in the top corner for about twenty yards out. And you're just like, there's hit, there's depths to Michael Smith. You could spend a lifetime studying Michael Smith and still find things out about him. <laughs> I mean, my haircut might make you think I'm simple, but actually, I'm very, very complex. <laughs> I got, I got that, got that goal involvement pie, and I smudged my face all in it. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that's the end of this episode. We're gonna mm. do half of the ratings. We've still got some big hitters to come. We've got Lee Gregory, we've got Barry Bannon, we've got Joshy Windus. And uh, the all-important Darren Moore uh, assessment as well at the end of all that. I thought you were going to say the all-important Aidan Flint. <laughs> yeah, the, I'm trying to think who's the least like who's played the least games in this group. The all-important Tyreek Backinson. Ooh. Ooh, the contentious man. <laughs> um, yeah, let's. Uh, should we just wrap things up and say cheerio? And uh, let's do that. Yeah, we'll, we'll pick things back up on, on on the next episode. We'll round off this review. Thanks for listening, folks, and look after yourselves. Cheerio. Thanks, everyone. Bye bye.